0: Hello, and welcome to Two Americas. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ehrenberg, and I'm here to talk about citizenship today. This will be a little different. I suppose every episode is a little different, but we're going to do a series. I'm into citizenship tests, and and it's going to be a three-part series. One is going to be just a general information about it, who's general eligibility, what is the test, things of that nature, just general stuff. Now remember, with general stuff, there's always exceptions. Each thing can be tailored to you, so make sure you give uh, an attorney a call. We're always here at 214-915-8835. And then the other ones will be the actual test. And it's 100 questions. You only need to know about six of them, but they don't tell you which six you need to know. So go ahead and just play this on the loop. You'll figure it out. So, before we begin, I'd like to start in talking about the process of citizenship. For anyone who came here, who wasn't born here, you have to go through what's called naturalization. And what that means is that you get your green card, you become a lawful permanent resident, and then you have to wait a certain amount of time and then you can apply for naturalization, which makes you a citizen. Now, there are other things, too. Like I just said, if you're born in the United States, you are going to be considered a citizen. And also, if your parents were born in the United States, you'll be more than likely be considered a citizen. Now, that's a little more finicky because it depends on when you, when you were born because the laws have changed. But there's people that didn't even know they were citizens and they went through the whole process to find out that they were already citizens. Because the government will not tell you. And that's something for you to figure out. And a good attorney will be able to spot that. What are the general requirements for someone who's wanting to naturalize? Well, the first thing is you have to be a a lawful permanent resident. And you have to be at least 18 years old at the time you file. You have to be a lawful permanent resident for at least five years. You have to show that you have lived in the, the state you're applying in for at least three months you have to demonstrate continuous residence in the United States for at least five years immediately preceding your filing. You have to show that you've been physically president in the United States for at least 30 months out of the five years. So you can't just get a green card, hop back to whatever country you're from, and then then try to apply for citizenship. You have to be here for at least 30 months out of five years. So three out of the five years roughly. You have to be able to read, write, and speak basic English and they do this and they test it with simple uh, simple questions and simple sentences. You don't have to be fluent, but if you study, you can pass. You have to have a basic understanding of U.S. history and government. Again, the 100 questions. You have to be a person of good moral character. Uh, more than likely not, if you got your green card and everything was disclosed criminal-wise and you haven't had any criminal history between then, you're going to be okay. Uh, again, call, call your attorney and figure out. And you have to demonstrate an attachment to the principles and ideals of the U.S. Constitution. Now, all of that is very vague, but it's actually pretty simple when, when you actually sit down and do it. So, what are the rights and responsibilities citizenship offers? Your own citizenship offers many benefits and equally important responsibilities. When you naturalize, you agree to accept all the responsibilities of becoming a U.S. citizen. You agree to support the United States, its constitution, and its laws. In return, you gain all the rights and privileges of citizenship, such as the right to vote and the right to travel with a US passport. So what is the naturalization test? Well, during your naturalization interview, a USCIS officer will ask you questions about your application and background. You will also have to take an English and civics test, unless you qualify for an exemption or a waiver. That typically comes with age, and, again, it's kind of outside the scope of this general podcast, but, but feel free to give us a call, and we'll, we can definitely see if you're eligible for any kind of exemptions or waivers. So let's talk about the English test. The English test has three components, reading, writing, and speaking. For the reading test, you must read one out of three sentences correctly to demonstrate that you have the ability to read English. You can find a vocabulary list online that comes to this that they usually use in this test. A quick Google search will be able to find it. For the writing test you must write out one of the three sentences correctly to demonstrate your ability to write in English. There's a writing vocabulary list as well with a quick Google search. Your ability to speak English is determined by the officer that's giving your interview. So what about the civics test? Well the civics test covers important US history and government topics. There are a hundred questions and we are going to do a podcast about each one of them. That way you can hear it and hear it and hear it, and it will be broken up into two podcasts, the ones right after this. Out of those 100 questions, they're going to ask you 10, and out of those 10, you have to answer six of them correctly to pass. If you don't get the six the first try, that's okay, because you have two opportunities to take the English and the civics test per application. If you fail any portion of the test during the first interview, You'll be retested on the portion that you failed. USCIS will schedule you to return to be retested between 60 and 90 days. Now, if you fail that one, then you'll have to reapply. So what are some exceptions? Certain applicants, because of age and time as a permanent resident, are exempt from the English requirement for naturalization and may take the civics test in the language of their choice. That is an entirely different podcast. But just know that if you've been here for a long time, you know, almost twenty de- uh, almost two decades or, or over ten decades, and you're you're up in age, around the 50-60 mark, you may be able to exempt yourself from the English test. And that's really it. If you can do all of these things, you'll be a citizen. So why do you want to become a citizen as opposed to being an LPR? Well, the first thing is, It's a lot harder to take away citizenship from a person than it is a green card. You're given a lot more rights and you're considered just like any other natural born citizen here. More than that, you have the right to vote. And that is an important part of the United States. It allows you to shape policy. It allows you to have a voice when you wouldn't otherwise not. And in fact, by extension, change the immigration policy. Because all all this depends on who you vote for, and you can only vote if you're a citizen. So it's highly, highly recommended. As I said before, stay tuned, because we're going to release the next two episodes right after this, and they're going to have all 100 questions. That way, you can listen to them, and keep listening to them, and be ready for your test. And if you have been here a while, or you think that you might be a citizen and not know it, give us a call. Valdez-Arenberg is always a phone call away at 214-915-8835. If you prefer, you can always listen to this in Spanish with our podcast, Veportu Derechos. Also, feel free to look at our YouTube channel or our other mini-podcasts, which you can see at veattorneys.com. It has our entire media list. Please check it out. Thank you.